0: This is your co-host, Astrovoid Cosplay, and you are listening to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Welcome back to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. Of course, you can find us online. All the good stuff is always clickable in the Description below in either the podcast or the videos, should you choose to find us on, and subscribe to us on YouTube and, of course, the website www.heroesofcosplaysanctuary.com of cosplay So, this week we've been talking about the cancel culture, we're talking about gatekeeping. Now, we're going to talk about the Keymaster. Keymasters back to Ghostbusters. Um, I maybe I will just dedicate a whole episode to Ghostbusters and talking about the first two movies. If anybody remembers them, 1984, 1989, Ghostbusters, which were great, and the and then you know the comic book series that came out just after that, the cartoon that was going on at the same time, which was just amazing, uh, you know, watch, being able to come run home and then watch that at like 3:30 in the afternoon. Uh, I always caught all of Ghostbusters. I usually missed some of Thundercats, and that was that was like third and fourth grade for me. <laughs> So it was, it was good times. Um, I think I don't, I did not see, of course, the 1984 in, in the movie theaters that had already long gone, but you know, movies stayed in the theater for like two years back then. But I did see the second one as soon as I could. I'm sure it was already a second run uh, movie by the time I got around to it. But you know, the second movie doesn't have all the charming lore, but it has some, they, you know, they get into Vigo, the Carpathian, but, you know, the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper was such a, such a fun concept. Like the whole concept in Ghostbusters of like this, this uh, being, you know, coming back through reaching into a different plane of existence and trying to basically end the world <laughs> uh, that, you know, the, it's really an underlying plot inside of Ghostbusters that you don't get um, like it, because it's a comedy, you you don't really get like the, uh the brevity you know there's there's no like oh boy this is uh this is really bad like this is really <laughs> cuz you know there's all this stuff going on they really do like play it up like it's it's really bad but it's really just bad for new york like you don't get a sense of like this whole global terrorization or terror global terror of uh you know what's actually happening to the planet because Zul is returning so you know this is uh this is an we're going to talk about the keymaster things happen um you know they they curate the end of the world or at least they try to. They turn into dogs. Um, I'm not spoiling. it's been f- like 40 years. I'm not spoiling this. If a gatekeeper keeps people away from the top tier, then the key masters are the ones that hold the they, they hold the top tier and they have the information. If you're a key master, then you're you're the person that everybody else wants to be and that's how I'm going to define this. You don't really hear a lot about a key. you hear a lot about gatekeeping, but you don't you don't hear about key man. like this is just something I'm talking about. Now, the Keymaster compares, like, it really is a comparison issue mm-hmm. that these people at the top, like, everybody compares themselves to what they're producing, to how they produce it, to their level of quality, all of this good stuff. I I'm, I do it myself. There's so much that I want to do with this platform. There's so much that I just don't have time or energy to do uh, as I'm on, like, my third cup of coffee here this morning. Don't worry, it's really weak coffee. The problem with it, like there's just a big problem with unworthiness, and I have episodes about that. We've talked about you're you're unworthy if you never achieve these high scores. It's a really small number of people on Instagram or any other platform that are big. I mean, think about this: like how many how many people are in that million million follower club? Not a whole lot. It's not a whole lot, you know. Maybe thousands of people. I mean, considering that there's over a billion people on Facebook and Instagram, there's billions of people on these platforms at this point, maybe two billion. Like, it's a lot of people. That's a lot. You have your work cut out for you (laughs) to to get into a space that that impossibly big and think that you just can automatically build this following or become these key masters inside of the space, these masters of platform, the people holding the keys. You know, the people who well, people who say that they're holding the key to success or the key to being able to do something online. Really, how do you build an authority in cosplay? How do you become that? How do you become a master of something that is fairly all inclusive and doesn't really have like a certain one way gets it done method like you can buy your costumes you can buy and make your costumes you can 3d print everything yourself like you can do it all yourself you can become a workshop a guy or gal and you can have your cosplay workshop i know you know my co-host has a has an awesome uh, workshop where she can she can create and that's one way to do it my way of doing it is kind of the commission way and I'll do a little bit on my own like I I want to do the detail work myself because I want I know kind of what I'm going for but the framework like a business like if you want to associate this with like how you build your brand or business this is kind of how I do that too where there are things I just don't have time like I'm never going to be a coder I'm never going to know CSS SQL HTML5 like I'm not going to learn all of that like I don't have enough time in the day and if I did like if I became a coder like forget cosplay you know that would all go on the shelf most of everything else would go on a the shelf there'd be nothing creative left in me so there are skills I don't have and never will and you have to understand like you have to realize that that's not like that's not unworth like if you're feeling unworthy because you can't do everything yourself you have to get around like you have to convince yourself that there is more that there are things you need to do, there are things you do as an owner or as the person who is your brand, and there are things you outsource or things that you need people to help you with so for me, like setting everything up like this, you know you you have those people that you have to go to, so for me, it's people who create i've I have wonderful people like geek ethos who creates these amazing amazing foam armor. Like their builds are amazing. Like they're great. Like you need to just go follow uh geek ethos online. Uh, they're on Instagram. They're on Etsy. Uh, you know, they, the things that they make are really just exactly where I want them to be. So I put together cosplay. I, I have people that I go to and I think other people do too, especially if they're looking for like complicated suits, muscle suits, things like that. Um, I'm not a big fan of muscle suits anymore. I used to think that this was the way to go. Now it's like, okay, if I'm going to do bodysuits, let's just work on me. I don't need to look, I don't need to be big and bulky. I don't really, you know, I don't think that's really necessary for cosplay. Some people want that. They want those big, nice suits and they're really expensive, but they're hard to make, right? Like, they're not not—they're not easy to make. They take a lot of time. There's a lot of gluing. There's a lot of positioning. It's a bit of a process. You know, you're creating all these, like, foam pieces that look like muscle. So you have to understand what muscle contouring looks like and how it fits and conforms to your body. Like, actually, as I'm describing this, maybe it would be a better idea just for me to figure this out and do it myself because then I know it would fit right. And, you know, I think that it gets a little clunky. They're really hard to put on in many cases, uh, creating your own suit, maybe you wouldn't have you. You could like kind of engineer it so that it wouldn't be such a big deal, but um, it probably would be anyways. Because you know how good of an engineer am I? But that you would find somebody else, you find other people to help you with this stuff, and then yeah, I, I order it and then I do the detail work myself, and I have I have to find time for that, and it's still work. You're still working on things. Um, really, is there any measurability? Like, how do you measure if you're the best? How do you do that? How do you measure? It? How do you measure wins and losses in cosplay? You know, other than like you think it was a failure or you think it was a success or that your success is how many people bought you a Ko-Fi or, you know, subscribe to your Patreon or, you know, it just buys you like they're just like in your Venmo or something like how much money did you make that that translates a lot like a lot of business owners. This is how they believe success works. It's either you're measuring success by how much money you made year over year, how much money you're making. Or, you know, by, by the volume, like you're getting so many more people this year than you did last year, you know, that's all a win and that's success. You know, you've got more clients, you've got more appointments, you've got more units sold, whatever the case is that, you know, people really, they look at that, but then when they look, they look at that, like they haven't made their plan, like they make a goal and the goal is really ridiculous. And there's somebody who talks about this. His name is Simon Sinek. He wrote a book called The Infinite Game. The Infinite Game is a great book. I need to finish it. Little confession: I haven't finished the book yet, so I can't tell you. Uh, I can't tell you everything about this book. Maybe I will someday uh, talk about Simon Sinek and his theory on the Infinite Game. And I'm a big proponent of of what I will guess just call you know it's like the Infinity War, I guess, or the Infinity Got Ga- like Infinity gets into cosplay so we'll we'll bring it in somehow you know with this um, kind of uh, maybe there'll be a series that i do called the infinity war and it really is it's a war that goes on inside of this space and any other space this war of mindset where you have an infinite mindset or you have a finite mindset and finite minded uh, theories of business and anything really have this tally of wins and losses and being the best of the best of the best and knowing you know you're always number one at everything and even though that's that's really impossible because there's no way to win a business, there's no way to win a cosplay, like you can't win cosplay, you can win contests in cosplay, but you can't win cosplay, you know, you can't just declare yourself the winner of making a costume, it's a little bit silly. Even if you do, like, what were the rules, like, did you, and who else was following them, you know, like, did you tell anyone else, like, what the rules were about this? So if it's a game and there's uh there's also game theory and I could spend uh I could spend episodes talking about game theory too and like um having you having you know having that all just like over explained and beaten to death. But the um the infinite game it's it's just very interesting. It's it's really about the 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 fail and improve process like whether you know it's not really a failure like if you worked really hard and you worked with people who were like minded and you all got somewhere and you all accomplished something, this is not a negative thing i mean and whether you make this lofty goal like whether you, whether you make you know if your goal was to make a million dollars in a year and you only made nine hundred thousand, but you're operating like your costs were three hundred i mean you still you over and above anything you needed to do, like you you did it. You didn't. You're not going out of business because of that extra hundred thousand dollars that you didn't achieve. Like that's not how this works. You know, you just didn't hit the. You didn't hit the, the goal, that was arbitrary and didn't really make any sense anyways. Like you did You know, and the, I, again, this is this is very paraphrasing everything that Simon Sinek talks about. But there are artificial goals, artificial deadlines about that, and really it just all revolves around the tax season. You know, if we, uh, and he he talks about that. If you had if you had an 18 month long tax season, guess how long your your goal cycle would be? It'd be 18 months in business. It, it's all about that. It's just you know why do you have a monthly goal? Well, you have a monthly goal because that's when your taxes are due quarterly. Because that's when your taxes are due, and it all revolves around this sort of financial monster, and it's all about money and gaining, and achieving more and more and more and more. Like what happens when you hit 10,000 subscribers? Absolutely nothing what happens when you hit 100,000 subscribers? Absolutely nothing. But you set these goals for yourself arbitrarily. and You tell yourself when you're going to hit them, all of this, you know, you're doing this because you're comparing yourself to someone who's done it. And the theory is, is if you do it, then you're going to be like them. You're going to be the master. You're going to be, you know, but what, what, what are you mastering? Did you master how to gain followers? did you master marketing? Did you master cosplay? Was it modeling that got mastered? Was it everything? Did you, are you the master of all of these things? That's amazing. But you know, what, what's the point of all of that? Like, why are you doing it? There has to, you know, and and, um, strong levels of anxiety, not a good reason. (laughs) That is not a good reason to master things. Like I have to do it. I'm compelled to do it because if I don't, the anxiety is so crushing that I can't handle myself. Like I have to keep achieving and I have to like get rid of all of this busy energy. So if that's where you are, like you kind of have to check that, like you need to kind of like, like look, look that over, understand what's going on inside of your own self and processes. That shouldn't be like your why shouldn't be because I have to, because I'm compelled to, because if I don't, Oh my God, you know, like that shouldn't be, Uh, you shouldn't freak like I'm gonna freak out if I'm not the best and there's a lot of people I think in that boat where they're like oh if I I mean it's not it's not like we're just like well I don't care I'm totally impartial like indifference is bad if you're already indifferent like why are you even doing like you know that's like the opposite of being obsessed is not even caring like oh yeah I just throw these things together who cares that's fine that's a hobby right like but At a certain point, like if you're doing something and you just don't care, that's another problem. Like, we're not, that's not really, it has nothing to do with being a master of anything. Being a master of something or trying to get to mastery of something, that's a worthy goal because that's going to help you stand out in whatever space you're in. If you work towards being the best at whatever it is that you're doing, then you have a very good chance of being acknowledged and recognized for that if that's really what you care about and even if you don't care about it you're probably still going to be recognized for it like if if you stand out uh, among those that you compare yourself with or if you don't even care about that if you're really just working to discover your work you're on this path you're on this journey to just see if you can do it you know like can i do this can i climb this rock can i can i get to the top of mount everest Maybe I can, maybe I'll fail along the way, but then maybe, um, that wasn't the point and failure doesn't stop me from trying to do it. It just makes me go, well, what did I do wrong? You know, if I play a video game and I lose, is it because I had the difficulty setting up too high or is it, you know, were there other things that happened and like, what am I really paying attention to? Like, is it my timing uh, you know, is it really just that I'm, I'm too old and, and out of place for this video game, uh, which is becoming the case for me? Like, I don't think my eyes can even focus on the pixels as well as they could once upon a time. So, yeah, my timing is never going to be as good as some of these people who play these games. You understand, like, you have to own, you know, what what isn't ever going to be, you know, like, I, am I ever going to be an NBA basketball player? Am I ever going to play in the NFL? Absolutely not. I'm 40 years old and I, I do not have those athletic skills. So there are limits There are limitations, but if you can align your goals with being like working towards mastery, like you can work towards something, whether or not you're going to be recognized for that, whether or not you're going to be, you know, a super athlete or whatever the case may be, if you didn't, you didn't set out on that road once upon a time, that wasn't like where you started. That's just where you are now. So you have to like kind of allow yourself, you know, allow some understanding in your process. For that. That's where I'm going to leave it. I think, uh, you know, we kind of we talked around a few things here, but I think the point really is mastery is a process. You have to love the process of becoming a master. You have to appreciate those people who you believe have done these things, and you cannot compare yourself to them. You are on a completely different path. And even if you're not on a completely different path, you are a different human being with different inputs and outputs. You cannot expect what you see in the inner internet world of things, in the, in the cosplay space, that it either just happened instantaneously, that there was no help involved, that these people are savants of some kind, that they are geniuses of some kind, and you have to do it that, like you have to be that. I guess that's a good feeling of demand for the person who's doing it, but <laughs> you're like, oh, well, you know, I've, I'm really getting a lot of attention, people really want to mimic everything I'm doing. But it's not, sometimes it's very difficult to copy uh, and that's that's a lot of cosplay is, is you're already in a space where everything is difficult to copy. Like it coming up with builds from movie trailers is not easy. These things, you know, you have to you have to visualize this, you have to conceptualize this and really just put everything together without much of a you don't really have a, a roadmap. There's no there's no instructions to cosplay from that from that perspective. Sometimes there is. But if you're not buying it, you're making it. Like that's I mean, this is tr- it's just a ton of process that nobody you know when you're looking at the end result online somebody's got a million follower followers yeah you feel all discouraged but should you i mean what they did was really hard like and you duplicating that you that's the level that you have to achieve so you just need to work at that and you have to not be so hard on yourself and eventually you get that like if, if you just keep that steady path eventually you get there so that's really what i wanted to talk about we went down a long road today <laughs> so thanks for hanging in there And I will see everybody tomorrow. This is Scotty B with Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast saying bye-bye.